Hello, I'm Sinead. And I'm Brian. Each week we introduce each other to a film that we love. If the other's not equally enamoured, it could mean the end of our 22-year relationship. Warning, there will be spoilers, swearing and undoubtedly arguments. This is Reasons to Dump You. Stroking his pain with my finger one time. <laughs> and why are we... Uh... Why we? Why have we gone Fuji's today? I don't know. <laughs> you just the grin on your face. I'm so is, happy with that. Do you know what? You're so happy. That's made me happy. Well, there you go. One time. One time. <laughs> <laughs> well, how have you been, Brian? I've been actually fabulous. Just listening to a lot of Lauren Hill and the Fuji's. Yeah. <laughs> I, no, I feel like I've been watching a ten-day funeral. Yes. Well, we all have. Yeah, but like. Yesterday was the zenith of that. Mm-hmm. That was just the eight hours. Yeah, in just the, one the eight day. hour stint. Um, yeah, I mean, you know, just a big one. That's all I'm saying. Exactly. And who doesn't love a big one? <laughs> okay. Moving on. Moving on. <laughs> um, my choice this week. It is your week. It is your week. Exactly. It's the Beverland week. You're gonna you're gonna enjoy this one. I better. I've gone for a bit of a crowd pleaser. Okay, all right, that's good. It depends on the crowd, but we'll go with it. I yeah. think you're going to enjoy this. Okay, good, good. Well, let's have some clues, and um, I'll work um, it out. And also, you know, it has been. Um... Are you calling me a has been? <laughs> <laughs> and this film is perfect for has beens. No, you know, it has been a, an emotional time for everybody. So we all need a little bit of. Uh... We do. Sheer entertainment. I'm glad you said that because I thought you were going to say like murder or something. Mm-hmm. Like, oh, no. Okay, cool. Let's right. do it. Here are my three clues. Numero... I am beginning with clue one. Numero un. Mm-hmm. We will be watching a sports comedy drama from the director of Big. Ah, Major League. Incorrect. Oh. Major League. Did that have... Um, Charlie Sheen. Charlie Sheen in it. That was and it. And Emilio Estevez. Yeah. Second clue. Go on. At the 1993 American Comedy Awards. Oh, I was actually at those, so yeah. Oh, well, you'll know this then. There you go. Tom Hanks won the funniest supporting actor in a motion picture for this film. Oh, no. What? It's a league of their own, isn't it? Would you like my final clue? Yes. My final clue is... Madonna. (laughs) Go on. This film shares its name with a sports quiz panel show. Yeah, there you go. What are we watching, Brian? I thought you said it was a crowd pleaser. This is a crowd pleaser. You've got humour. You've got emotion. You've got a true story. What's more crowd pleasing than that? You've got baseball. You've got women. You've got Tom Hanks. You've got Gina Davis. Feminist undercurrent as usual. You are going to love it. I better love it. What? What? You know. That was a threat. <laughs> I could see that really made you stumble. What? What? We're going to go watch A League of Their Own. We are. We're going to enjoy it. We are. There's not going to be any James Corden. None of it. <laughs> no Ramesh Ranganathan. No Ramesh at all. <laughs> Which is a shame. No, it is a if shame. If Ramesh pops up in this film, I'm going to be very pleased. Isn't the girl from Father Dowling Investigates in this? The one who plays Frankie or not whatever. Not that I recall. Okay. You mean the nun from Father Dowling? Yeah. Not that I recall. All right, maybe not. Let's go find out and come back and we'll lead lead with that. (laughs) Cool. All right, guys, we will be back in under seven seconds. Two pitches and a home run. Nice. Not messing about. Pretty pleased with myself. Hello, I'm Shelley Duval. (laughs) 
Okay, do you want to contextualise why you're Shelley Duvall, Brian? No. Seeing as she's got nothing to do with this film. I know. Hello, I'm Shelley Duvall. Is it because you've been looking at Instagram and got on a loop of a clip where she basically kept repeating, she is Shelley Duvall? For about five minutes. It was actually borderline horror film. It was pretty psychotic, yeah. (laughs) I loved it. Hello, I'm Shelley Duvall. Back to the point of this podcast. Yes, let's do that. There's no crying in baseball. Well, I know that. I've seen it before. There's also no Father Dowling Nun in baseball. Is there not, Brian? Is it not? Well, she looks a lot like her. I mean... What's her name? Lots of people look similar. Doesn't mean they're the same person. What's the name of the nun in Father Dowling? What's her real name? Don't say Sister Frankie or whatever it is. The real name of the actress. I don't know what her real name is. So there you go. Oh, no, no, no. no. We are not having that. We are having that. Who did you think she was in this film? What do you mean? Which character did you think she was? Kit. I didn't think it was bloody Bet. What's her face? <laughs> Bet <I>? Davis. <laughs> Gina <laughs> Davis. Gina Davis. I didn't think it was her. Did yeah. I? So Kit is played by Laurie Petty. I'm aware. And you are talking about. I'm talking about Father Downing investigates Sister Frankie or whatever her name is. Tracy Nelson. Uh, same woman. Okay. Entirely two different women. Well, girls, you could play each other in films. <laughs> so I do maybe it. they could play sisters. You they could have both been in this as sisters. I know twins. That would have been much more hard hitting. Anyway. I think who should have been in this? Okay. Shelley Duvall. Oh, God. Can we leave Shelley Duvall to the side for one moment? You can't leave Shelley Duvall <laughs> to the side. You can't do it. That's not what we're here to talk about, Brian. Okay, anyway. We're here to talk about the entertaining, emotional drama yep. that is A League of Their Own. Yep. I love this film. I could see that. I yeah. absolutely love this film. I am going to be straight with you yeah. and to anyone who might be bothering to listen to this podcast. Yeah, yeah. I nearly started crying two minutes in. Yeah, I did too, probably for a different reason, but there you go. Oh, no. Did you not enjoy? No, no, I enjoyed in the end. Oh, but, in the end. Well, you know, the start for me was a little bit... Go on. Twee. Look, we'll get to that. I'm not going to say this is the most hard-hitting, you know, rough rough film there is out there. It's I a know. little saccharine. It's, let's use that word. It is a little saccharine. It's a little bit like at one point, and, and I think I wrote this down. Let me have a look. But um, basically, I don't know where I wrote it. I can't read my own writing, so this is <laughs> going to go well. But um, I basically wrote this fried green tomatoes, the sports edition. And um, what's wrong with that? Isn't that um, what everyone wants when they go to the cinema? All this sort of twee look back at how wonderful America was in the 1950s. I mean, it was 1943, well, so whatever. let's let's Same get this stuff. started. Listen, let's begin at the top here. Yeah, okay, let's begin at the top. Come on. Let's... Why you tell me why this film is bloody brilliant. Well, before I do that, I might give you... All right, let's not start there then. <laughs> let's start with a synopsis. <laughs> Synopsis for A League of Their Own. Come on. As America's stock of athletic young men is depleted during World War II, a professional all-female baseball league springs up in the Midwest, funded by publicity-hungry candy maker Walter Harvey. Competitive sisters Dottie Hinson and Kit Keller spar with each other, scout Ernie Cappadino and grumpy has-been coach Jimmy Dugan on their way to fame. Madonna and Rosie O'Donnell co-star as two of the sisters' teammates. Cool. I mean, that pretty much 
sums it up, I think. Yeah, I think um, alcoholic washed up coach might be more on the money. Maybe. Has been doesn't really kind of encompass the levels of... Yeah, yeah. I don't know. despair that Tom Hanks is in. Yeah, I I found that a weird synopsis, to be honest. I I think there's a lot more to this than just two ditzy sisters struggling with a has-been. Yeah, I completely agree with you. But the IMDb one was like one sentence long. Oh, yeah, they're getting And basically said, uh, yeah, female baseball team (laughs) during... Madonna star. Yeah, exactly. Um, So directed by Penny Marshall... Yes. Do you know who Penny Marshall is? I get the feeling she'd have been a director of a lot of these sort of, um, what do you call them, kind of... Tread carefully. Wonderful films. <laughs> um, yeah, she's directed, as I said, Big, uh, Jumping Jack Flash, Awakenings, Riding in Car with Boys. But she yeah. was also Laverne from Laverne and Shirley. Oh, Okay. I mean, I've never watched Laverne and Shirley. Oh, so. for goodness sake. You've just seen the Wayne's World uh, Absolutely. joke. <laughs> Absolutely. Well, I wasn't raised in America in 1968 that you seem to appear to have been. Listen. That's right, people. If you meet Sinead, you won't believe it. But once she starts speaking, you'll know. Just because I have cultural references beyond my ti- lifetime. <laughs> sorry that, you know, I've got more going on than just... What I see in front of Yeah, me. exactly. Nice. Um, I love this film, and I'm going to tell you for why I love this film. You tell me. It delivers on multiple levels for me. Okay. Eight, to be precise. Wow, okay. It delivers gonna... on eight levels, uh, people. That's eight. I'm going to tell you how this film delivers on eight levels for me. First of all, comedy. Okay. Comedy all the way through the film. Some of it's very broad, basically the John Lovitz bits. Yeah. Um... Some of it's quite quite subtle. It's yeah. all very family friendly. Yeah. You can watch this with your parents and have a right laugh. Brilliant. Second, Go on. emotional drama. Okay. Now, if you didn't know this about me already, Brian, after 22 years, yeah. I love a bit of emotional drama. You do, in life as well as in your films. Exactly. Yeah. You know, what are we all here for if it's not emotional drama? And genuinely, and obviously probably because I've seen this film before and it just felt very nostalgic, but genuinely, within the first two minutes, I thought, oh, shit, I'm going to cry throughout the whole entire okay. thing. Um, sibling rivalry. Yeah. We've got to have a bit of conflict. Always. Story is nothing without conflict. So we've got Kit and Dottie. Yeah. Basically, Dottie, the older sister. Kit, the younger sister. Kit feels undermined, inferior. Feels like she's being held back the whole time. Yeah. I have no siblings, so that's an enjoyable thing for me to watch. Okay. Uh, um, I, I think we'll come back to these points. We'll go through them. Yeah, okay. Yeah, carry on. Um, it's based, albeit incredibly loosely, on real events. Wow. So I love Did a bit... Did not know Madonna played baseball <laughs> in the 40s. Brilliant. Well, now you do. Well, now I do. <laughs> um, no, and I love, I love a little bit of, uh, you know, truth to my stories. Okay. Or, albeit, you know... Very loose. Yeah. Um, Very dramatically enhanced. It's uh, it's a sports film. It is a sports film. Now, what's not to love there, lads? I thought that would score on one level for you. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Um, Camaraderie. Okay. Now, uh, as I've gotten older, this has become more important to me in storytelling. Right. The sense of camaraderie, everyone pulling together, working for the greater good, all girls... In it together, in it for the win. Cool. That's going to get me every time. All right. Absolutely in tears. Um, 
Level seven, nostalgia, as level I've said. Level seven, not number seven, <laughs> level Le- seven. The, the, the level seven it delivers Tom on. Tom Cruise's ears just <laughs> pricked up. Who's a level seven? He's like a level 13 thetan or something, isn't he? How dare you. <laughs> God, the Scientologists will be down on us straight away. Leave him alone, squirrel. <laughs> um, nostalgia. Yeah. I'm all about the nostalgia. As you've just pointed out, I, I do like to reach beyond my, uh, my own timeline back into... The vaults. Yes. So yes. I love a little bit of nostalgia. And finally. I thought you said there were eight. That was seven. And finally. Seven eight. seemed to have a lot of A's, B's, and this C's and D's and E's. So I'm not allowed to subcategorize now. Sorry. Okay. Move on. Eight. Um, how inspiring is this? You it's know. What? This podcast? It is. <laughs> that these women went out there, that they entertain the nation when they all needed to pick me up because yeah. all the men had been sent off to fight Hitler. Yeah. Inspiring that these women achieve these things. I want to play baseball now. Okay, cool. All that in two hours. Well, yeah, two hours, seven minutes. Yeah, you seem to have an issue with the running time of this film. Well, you know, over two hours, isn't it? It's got to be a classic if it's over two hours. So, let's just go back over a few bits. Okay. And I can tell you where I agree and occasionally disagree. Okay. I'm in a pen, I've got my pen poised. Good. Level one. It was comedy. comedy, am I right? Yeah. Comedy, yeah. Comedy. So, John Lovitz? Yes, who played the scout that went and yeah. found Kit and um, Dottie at the beginning, yeah. yeah, and he brings them to the tryouts. He's another one of my sort of academic studies. He's another one. John <laughs> He's Lovitz. one of your... Whoa, you have academic studies. I do. Whereas the title for this one is John Lovitz. Discuss. <laughs> All your academic studies seem to literally be the name of the person and then discuss. Well, good enough, right? Okay, discuss John Lovett. I'm a philosopher at heart. Well, he can't really act, can he? Does that really matter? Well, no, because he's not really that funny, is he? Are you joking? Well, what was... Tell me the funny bits with him. Every single bit he was in. I didn't hear you laugh. He told the cow to shut up. Yeah, no, okay, I'll give him that. When he said about um, the... The, the chickens, the chickens. Yeah. And he went, get all these wild animals away from me. Have you people never heard of a leaf? Exactly. That That's funny. funny. But like his actual acting bits of like, I don't need you and eat her. And all, I just, uh, he's always a bit like that. Even when he was in Friends, he was a bit like that. I am not saying he's going to win any Oscars. Yeah. But he was there for a purpose. He delivered. He gave us that broad comedy yes. that, that led us into the film and kind of, you know, Kept the pace going to get the girls to the tryouts to actually begin the whole story. Yeah. Man did a good job. Okay. I mean, not for me. So I thought, though, in in your defence, I thought Marla, brilliant, especially when she was singing. Marla. That comedy was fabulous. One of my favourites, Marla. Amazing. Did you recognise Marla? I did, but... Mm. Would you like to know what I think you will remember her being in? Yes. So the actress is called Megan Kavanagh. Okay. I think this was actually her film debut. Okay. But she was in an episode of Friends. Does that jog your memory? New, 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 new. No. When Marcel the monkey went okay. missing. Right. And they called pest, pe- uh, not pest control, but animal control. We were at Jump the Shark Territory with the monkey, weren't we? Friends. <laughs> I think the monkey was quite early on, wasn't it? Yeah. You didn't a, like Marcel. I just didn't care. I mean, who... He owns a fucking monkey in the city. 
I mean, what a sort of asshole owns a monkey in a city block. It was the 90s. That wouldn't be happening now. No, it wouldn't, thank God. <laughs> I don't think David Trimmer was that keen on the monkey either. From no, I don't fucking blame him. Anyway, Marla, Megan Kavanagh, she was the uh, animal control lady that came to capture the monkey. And you expect me to remember that? Yeah, actually, when I read it, I thought, oh, yeah, I can visualise her now. Jesus Christ. Anyway, how brilliant was Marla? Yeah, no, she was phenomenal. Completely upstaged by Stockwell, Stillwell. Oh, the kid. The kid. So, yeah. Um, Evelyn, Hated him I think, at first, yeah. but absolutely brilliant at the end. <laughs> Evelyn says, I need to bring my kid with me because my husband won't have him at home anymore. Yeah. Quite quite quickly, we realised why the husband won't yeah. have him at home anymore because he's a complete tear away, covered in chocolate. Eating candy without taking the wrapper off. I know. Madonna tries to uh, slug him with a baseball bat. I like that. <laughs> I like when he threw the glove in his face. Brilliant. Oh, I like, Tom Hanks. Yeah. I like when the kid was wrapping all the tape around his hands. Tom yeah. Hanks did shit. I like that. Is it because that was basically you as a kid? Wow. Well, your mum has said, you know, if she was going to a party, that and they said, "My father said that oh, actually." Oh, okay. But he said, "Is Brian coming?" Yes. Oh no. So yes. tended to be the response. Apparently so. Probably because they were worried I was so devastatingly attractive <laughs> their children would get no attention. <laughs> At least that's what I like to think. Um, what was number two on this list? Emotional... Emotional drama. I agree with that one. Mm. Like, I, I thought the beginning was tweet. I really didn't like the beginning of this film. And I don't like the beginning of this film. When you say the beginning, do you mean um, the Aaron sort 45. of... 45. <laughs> no. Are you serious? No, no. But for the first, like... 40 minutes? Who cares? Really? I thought by beginning you meant just the little intro before we go into the flashback of the whole film. I thought you oh, meant just like the little... don't get me started on that bloody flashback as well. But the whole film's a flashback. I mean, talk about Driving Miss Daisy, whatever all this other stuff is. You this uh, Sorry, that's really harsh on Driving Miss Daisy. Fried green tomatoes, your standby me's, all these, where everything's a bloody flashback. Whoa. Can't be doing with it. Whoa, 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 right? Tell the damn story in chronological order. Well, no, we got the little intro with the older Gina Davis. Can I ask a question about her? <laughs> May I finish before you do? Yes. <laughs> Thank you. See how polite we're getting I on know, that? it's good. That counselling's really helping. Yeah, it's really gone. <laughs> um, gone well. Yes, so we get the older Gina Davis being driven to the opening of the women's baseball exhibit at the Hall of Fame by her daughter, and that's then leads us into her reminiscing and the whole film then is the story of how she joined the team, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. Okay. So firstly, we had no clue that she was going to some baseball hall of fame at the beginning. Well, we knew she was going somewhere. Um, Excuse me. She was going out. And And I went, oh, here, take your baseball mitt. Yeah, exactly. Expository. I mean, what granny holds a baseball mitt? Jesus Christ. One that's played in the All-American Girls Baseball League. But they haven't said that she played in that. Oh, Brian, do you have to be spoon-fed everything in life? I do. I'm a viewer. Right. What did you want to ask about Gina? Right. The old lady that played old Gina Davis. Yes. Genius. She looked very like her. Looked very like her. Do you think she actually got to say any of her own lines or did they no. just ADR the entire thing with her? Ah, uh, they just ADR'd the whole entire thing. Wow. <laughs> that poor woman. Well, I'm sure I'm sure she spoke and then they I just... mean it totally sold you because you did sit there going, Oh my god, is that Gina Davis? That's some amazing makeup yeah. for then. 
Then you're like, no, it's not. And then I realised, ah. Yeah, they're just using her voice. Yeah, Gina Davis like, no no way, man. But very clever because I think the actress really, really did look like her. But. And then with the voice on top, it was like, oh my God. Oh yeah, brilliant. But nowhere near as good as the old Madonna. Oh, right. Perfect. What did you you like about the old Madonna? She looked exactly like Madonna (laughs) does now. Perfect. Have you seen Madonna recently? Mm, Yeah. (laughs) She didn't look like that lady. A little bit. (laughs) All right, that that old lady wasn't wearing a bra and panties, but I mean the same shit. It was brilliant. I thought all the old counterparts actually looked really good. Yes, they did, to be fair. That was quite good. Except for, I think one of them was Roseanne's mum, Roseanne Barr's mum, who played the old... Was she? I don't think so. Rosie Connolly. Anyway. I don't think so. What do you mean you don't think so? (laughs) I don't think she was Roseanne's mum. Okay, I didn't mean in real life. No, I know. You mean from Roseanne. Jesus. What's point three? Um, sibling rivalry. Sibling Oh, yeah. You had something to say about that, oh, I think. Oh, my God. So, first of all, the Gina Davis character. Dottie. Dottie. What a twat. I don't blame Kit for hating her. <laughs> I, my God. Oh, yeah. I'm the best baseball player ever. Oh, yeah. Everyone thinks I'm tall and beautiful. Okay. Um. Oh, yeah. I do this. I do that. I'm the perfect... I've got my perfect husband. He's in the army. Yeah, we're going to have lots of babies. We're going to live in the Midwest. Yeah. Yeah. She was a twat. And I don't blame Kit for hating her. Okay. But then later on... Says the younger sibling. <laughs> yeah, but then later on... What the hell's Kit about? Give over now. What? Mm. Oh, my God. Talk about a victim. Mm. I didn't want her to win. When she won... Spoiler alert. When she won at the end with the Racines or whatever they were called. The Racines, yeah. Racine Bells. Yeah. I didn't want her to win that, because she was a twat of the first order. She missed a pitch and she started shaking and crying. And Oh, it was just pathetic. I didn't like it. I think you're being rather harsh there. The I'm going to make a note of that. was unfortunately necessary but pathetic. I absolutely don't agree with you. And I could see you immediately with your little protracting pencil hey, scribbling down notes. This is no ordinary protracting pencil. Is that a- this is a Faber Castell. I saw 7. you. I saw you immediately. 0.7. It's a brave man writes with a 0.7. Yeah, it's a brave man's going to get hit with a 0.7. Um, when the Racine Bells yeah. won and Kit triumphant, and you started scribbling, I thought, "Oh, Brian's not happy." I knew instantly you weren't really happy that she'd won. I wasn't happy that she'd won because she's an idiot. Well, no, but can you not see how the reason that she was so emotional, the reason that she was shaking and crying is because she'd fought so long to feel independent and completely taken on her own merit. Her sister had finally left and then come back to basically steal all the glory at the last moment. Well, I've got something to say about that as well. She just walks in and out of the team like pseudo manager, doing her own calls. (laughs) Tell her off, Tom. She was holding that team together because he was drunk half the time. Yeah, but then she decided to step in and change him. I don't know what it is about women and wanting to change men, but you're not having a drink, have this Coke. So he did his little advert for Coke. Oh, that is delicious. I mean, Coca-Cola cures an alcoholic. (laughs) But that wasn't a paid-for advertisement, by the way. Um, But also... And it doesn't work. It's not not like Red Bull. No, no, she She deserts him on the night before Mm. the World Series... On the seventh game, where it's all or nothing, she decides to come back. The poor girl who played six of the seven games got just sidelined because she got smelly socks. <laughs> Unfair. And then Gina blows the game anyway. And everyone's like, you're all right, kid. No, you came back here. What, so your sister could win it, you sappy bitch? Oh, fuck home. Back home. Didn't like her. Don't like it. Point four. <laughs> 
That's it, um, done. The, I'm livid. Fact, You've made me angry. I wasn't angry about this film. Well, you're making me angry because I think you're being really unfair. No, but that part was rubbish. No, it wasn't. Because the bit afterwards where they had the emotional bit underneath ground or whatever that was where she was signing baseballs. Oh, yeah. And stuff. And she saw her there. So Kit was signing the baseballs. Dottie comes yeah, out. Yeah, and she and saw says, her and she gave yeah. her a hug and said, oh, you're my sister, blah, blah, blah. You did what you have to do. That was lovely. Mm. That was really mm. emotional, really lovely. I thought, but did Gina Davis's character actually have to do it or should she have just gone and watched the game and rooted for a city who was actually playing against her own team? Probably that would have been nicer rather than be the person who blows it. But then I suppose they'll go, but she had to defeat her own sister, her own enemy and all this nonsense. I, I, I feel that you weren't fully emotionally involved in the story. You were sat, sat back a little bit and this is where this criticism is coming from. I, I, I was leant right forward. <laughs> I'm, not, I'm, not, I'm not happy about this. I know, I can tell. So I'm going to back off. Let's go to point four. Based on real events. Apparently so. Brilliant. Love that part. I love when a story's based on real events. Brilliant. And and let's also give a shout out. So apparently, um, just being released now on Amazon is a series, A League of Their Own. And it looks really good. I've just watched the trailer for it, unbeknownst to you. I ran off on okay. my own to oh, watch the trailer. Oh, is that why you went away? Oh, That's right. why I went away. That's why I left the room to just okay. enjoy it on my own. Yeah. Um, but it looks really good. So it's essentially telling the story of women's baseball back in the 40s. But it looks like it's dealing a lot more with um, race and equality and the struggles. Whereas I do hold my hands up and say this is a little bit saccharine, but but we're okay with that. Yeah, that's but, fine. But, but we might now need to check out the Amazon series. Yeah, go for it. I mean, Amazon I mean, will that... make a series about anything now, so that's fine. It's getting comparisons to Glow, which you know that I loved and got prematurely cancelled Netflix, if anyone's listening. Get that oh. back on the ball. So what they decide, Amazon thought, oh, you know, something that wasn't good enough to be on Netflix. <laughs> Let's make a version of it on Amazon. In- inspirational female No, no, I'm all stories. for it. Are you, Brian? Yeah, yeah absolutely. Okay. Next. Um, sports film. I thought that would tick boxes for you. Always does. Sports films. Brilliant. Exactly. Done. Well done. Camaraderie. Yeah, yeah. No, it had good camaraderie. I liked that. I liked... They were the funniest moments, to be honest. Well, they were all sort of looking out for each other and making fun of each other and stuff like that. It was some really funny moments. Good. Exactly. So I like humor. Uh, Nostalgia. I mean, for me, it's not nostalgic. I never played in ladies baseball in America. In the 40s, so it's hard for me to be nostalgic about that. Oh, but you can watch Goodfellas and be nostalgic about that. I think we all know my past, and let's not talk about it on the air, yeah? <laughs> you know what I'm trying to say, though? It's about, you know, an, an era that's gone before and okay. losing yourself within a different time. Yes, I agree with that. I can see the anger in your eyes, and I'm going to have to back away for the rest of this podcast, aren't I? No, no, no. I want your honest, true, okay. true feelings, and I find it very inspiring. That was my that was my level eight. <laughs> okay, it is a very inspiring thing. I think where you where I got lost in the film, right? So I'll, I'll give a couple of things that lost me. Go on then. Tom Hanks, right? Yes. Second half of the film, once he'd sobered up, yeah. that's Tom Hanks. Brilliant, yeah. played the part phenomenally. He cannot play a nasty, angry drunk because he just isn't a nasty. I, I just couldn't buy it. I couldn't buy him stumbling around, shouting at people. Uh, it, that, to me, felt like Tom Hanks acting. Is that, Whereas the stuff at the end felt like Tom Hanks. That might be my own preconception. I was going to say, is that is that your fault? 
Is that, Maybe, is that Tom's fault? Is that your your fault? I feel well, that's your Tom's fault. Well, it's Tom's fault because if you can't sell me as an actor, then it's his fault. Mm, I think you've you've put him in a little box there. I don't think you want to accept him as an angry drunk. No, but he was. He just didn't play it very well. Uh, I think he did a good job. Right. I'm going to down 12 cans of Stella as well. <laughs> Please right? don't. And you can see who makes the better angry drunk. I'm coming for you, Hanks. <laughs> I'm going to get your jobs. So anyway, I didn't buy that yeah. particularly. John Ovitz, Ovitz, John Ovitz, yeah. I, I didn't really buy that one particularly. At okay, the start. but he was in it for like ten minutes. I liked so. Kit at the start. Mm. I thought she was quite cool. Um, but yeah, I don't know. There was something about I loved what's her face, Marla at the start. You know, the dad and the whole speech of like, "Don't punish her," because I raised her a bit like my son rather than my daughter. Exactly. And she could twat balls out of. For some reason, they were playing baseball inside, but she could hit the ball anywhere at any distance. And I thought that was great. But I don't know. There was just something in that opening bit that didn't feel as strong. And when he was drunk and just walking out and waving his hat around, it felt like they were trying to add depth to a character that didn't really exist. Oh, goodness me. And then the intro to Madonna just made me want to laugh. And that kind of sported it for me. God. Well, the intro shot where she's balancing the bed, balancing the bed. Well, that hey, was... Why do you think Francine or whatever her name was? So Rosie O'Donnell was balancing the bat. Yeah. And she says yeah. to Madonna, yeah, what do you... But all you can see is this bat in the air. Yeah. And he goes, what do you think? What was Madonna's name in it? I can't remember. Anyway, Francine or whatever her name was. Mm. And you do this shot of the floor and May, it pans up. May, it was May, up. all the way May. Oh, yeah, and it pans up from May's legs to then mm. she looks up. And, mm. oh, it's Madonna and she's smoking. It's like, oh, please. Do we have to introduce Madonna as Madonna? Can't she just be the character? Well, and then she did her Oscar-winning clip. Do you think I'm going back to dance for taxi drivers for 10 cents or whatever it was? You're mistaken. <laughs> <laughs> Sits down. <laughs> and it was like... Should have had Oscar nominated, you know, Oscar clip at the <laughs> look, bottom. Look, nobody, nobody thinks that Madonna is um, the best actress in the world. She wasn't bad, but she delivers that character. Yeah, she does. And in the same way, I believe she delivered in Desperately Seeking Susan. She does. She can deliver that. Yeah. And as as long as you know, she doesn't have to do too much. I think she. I think she's good. I yeah. think she has that that sense of presence about her. Fair play. So I, but I, I'm just saying, there was a couple of things like that, you know. But Gina Davis's character, I, I just, I would have hated her at school. She would have been that kid that's good at all sports. I'm just good at everything. Oh yeah, totally. And I'm just going to take over. Well, you want me to lead the team? Okay, <laughs> I'll lead the team. If anyone wants me to lead the team, I'm here. I'll lead it. So there's one character that you're missing out on here. The big what? Who? And I think the big what? Who? And I think um, this is the character that I feel most sorry for. Go on, Miss Cuthbert. So she's the lady that has to basically oh, look yeah. after the girls, yeah. keep, keep them all out of trouble, yeah, yeah. make sure that they're not going out boozing, seeing yeah. men. Um, she's on the... Is she the landlady in Kingpin in Later Life? No. Her filmography seems quite short. Oh, okay. Um, I can't remember her full name. Pauline... Quirk. So <laughs> Definitely not Pauline Quirk. Oh. Um, she's on the bus when they're when they're driving to their game and yeah. the, the driver quits because oh, yeah, yeah, little Stillwell is basically running right. Just to cover his just eyes. To cover his eyes. eyes. I quit, that's it. So this poor woman, I, I would be Miss Cuthbert in this film, yeah. trotting after him, trying to get him to come back. He, well, that's her job, yeah. He picks dirt up from the road know, and throws it in her face. face. That was a bit childish. I, I mean, come on, Lou, get a grip. This poor woman's then got to go back, try and rally all these girls together, yeah. try and sort out Jimmy Dugan, who's 
basically catatonically drunk. Yeah. He then wakes up and sexually assaults her. Well, kiss, Whoa, kisses her. Kisses yeah, her. calm down. Um, which got nominated for Best Kiss at the uh, MTV Movie Awards, apparently. Okay. Um, this woman then... Because they all, all the girls want to sneak out and go yeah. to the, what was it called? The suds bucket. Yeah, they poison her, yeah. They poison her. And they put all the way May quite proudly says, yeah, we're going to poison her. Don't worry about it. It's like, yeah. I, I worry about that. So they poison her. They go out dancing. Then they cut to a shot in a church. And I thought she was dead. <laughs> I know. So we go from, they go, she's poisoned and she's throwing up. Yeah, yeah. We go to the suds bucket to see the girls having a great time. Yeah. Which was a great scene. Yes. No, we we get fine. we get Madonna dancing her ass off, having a great time. Yeah. We get Marla singing to her love, Nelson, love who she's Marla, just met. Love Nelson, yeah. Amazing. Then we get Gina Davis arriving to say, look, you're going to get rumbled. You need to get out of here or you'll get kicked out of the league. Yeah. Then cut from that to church. Yeah. And they're standing there and you're like, oh my God, she died. Yeah. Like how bleak would that have been that they actually well, killed her? I thought. I thought, what sort of film is this? No, it's just uh, all the way May in confession. Yeah, which made... Getting the priest a bit hot under the collar. Jesus Christ. <laughs> I mean, that was just all for the Madonna probe, wasn't it? And as for the ending, used to be my playground. Oh, you didn't we like that? We don't need a Madonna tune in every Madonna film. If you're an actor, be an actor. If you're a singer, be a singer. But you do not need to combine the two. Listen, if I'm paying for Madonna, I'm going to get a tune out of it. I'm telling you, it was Madonna's people that insisted there was a tune in it. And I guarantee you, she made all the rights from it. So let's not have that row right now. Well, I'll I, get Madonna's people on the phone. I'll, I will I will back you up to some extent there and say it didn't actually make it onto the soundtrack. Yeah, exactly. So, um, yeah, that seems a little yeah, bit You know um, me and suspect. Peter tight, so I can call him. Sorry, that's her manager for people who don't know. I can call him. We can just, you know, rectify this right now. Another great scene. Go on. Um, so towards the end, yeah. when Kit has gone and been transferred over to the Racing Bells yeah. and Dottie, her husband, comes back. Oh, yeah, yeah, And yeah. so she decides to leave. Yeah. Now, admittedly, her behaviour here was pretty shit yeah seven games left in the entire yeah season. and she doesn't hasn't even appeared to have told jimmy that she's no. going to leave she's, she's just at the car, the car packing up yeah yeah see you have a great time bye um but i loved that scene when he went over and basically called her on it and yeah. said you yeah. know what are you doing um and he says to her i know it's she said it's, it's too hard yeah, yeah i'm yeah. going back because it's too hard and he said i know it's hard um that's what makes it great yeah because, you know, most people can't do it because it is so hard and that's what makes it great. That must have made you emotional. Come on, is there a heart in there? It did. It did. It was a great scene. I told you, I thought he was fantastic once he was playing a normal person rather than a drunk. Okay. I feel like this film for you was the last 40 minutes. It was. And it really picked up because it wasn't getting a good score before that. But I really did enjoy the second half of the film. I okay. will say that. I really did. Once you got into the characters a bit more, I really liked it. Yeah, well, that's... But Sinead... There's one thing I've forgotten all this ranting and raving. What have you forgotten, Prime? I have forgotten. We need to do... Nerd Alert! Is this my time to shine? Polish my badge? So, some facts for this week's Nerd Alert about a league of their own. Instead of Gina Davis playing Dottie, we could have had Demi Moore, but then she got pregnant. We then nearly had Deborah Winger, but she dropped out when Madonna signed on. Awkward. 
Instead of Laurie Petty as Kit, we could have had Molly Ringwald. Tom Hanks gained £30 to play Jimmy Dugan and Laurie Petty broke her foot when she slid into home base. In real life, the league was popular and profitable from the very beginning and the Racing Bells did indeed win the 1943 season, but they actually defeated the Kenosha Comets. Ooh, interesting things there. I know. I thought I'd give you some real life facts. I know, I like that. I like the fact that the Racing Bells won. They did. Big fan of that fact. Like it. Mm-hmm. Like the fact that Deborah Winger dropped out because Madonna dropped in. I know. No idea who Deborah Winger is. Oh, from an officer and a gentleman. Now I know who Deborah Winger is. <laughs> Scathing though, isn't it? Yeah. See how much I'm learning. She's. I think. I think she's quoted as saying something like, um, "Oh, it it turned into like an Elvis." Now I feel like ah, I've just made that up. But do you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, like yeah. I think she made some comment about, yeah, yeah. She, she felt it was going to... I can understand that. Mm. I can understand that because Madonna's part was given a lot more credit than it needed to be or a lot more exposure than it needed to have. Yeah, I mean, I suppose so. But if you've got yeah, it... Yeah, but that's what it is. I mean, it's signed on. Yeah. yeah, no, no, I don't, I don't knock anyone for doing it, mm. 100%. But like, it helped the film, if you ask me. But I can understand why the actor might have been sold a different version of what the film is going to be. Yes, true, exactly. If you don't think that you're going to come in on that, then yeah, yeah you might not quite, true. quite feel that. So like there's it. a couple more things I want to raise. First of all, it would appear that everyone in the world, apart from yourself, can do the splits. Don't even get me started. Gina Davis, don't straight away, bang, down, splits, get caught. get me started. And I thought, Sinead, you still aren't doing the splits. You know you promised you'd do a, this last year. You know this is a thing for me. I don't know if I've mentioned it on this podcast before. I don't believe you have. But everyone can see apparently do the splits yep. apart from me. And I have been promising myself I'd learn. It terrifies me. I'm not surprised. The challenge is laid down. What do is it. what is a reasonable amount of time to learn how to do the splits in? Three to four hours. Can I also say, Go on. Gina Davis can do the splits. Of course, but she I did. Ha- but she did have a stunt double because no. she can't slide into them, and also she can't get out of them like that either. Oh come on! So you of course know, she can. just saying, just saying. Gina, call me, teach me how to do it. Nice. And the second thing I wanted to raise, um, and this was something I was just thinking about now. Um, in it says at the end. That in 1954, the league ended. Yeah. Why? I don't know. But, like, it's really interesting. They were thinking of shutting it down. They came back from war. They didn't shut it down. I thought, okay, fair enough, good. So they had 11 years, yeah. Yeah, they had, well, yeah. 43 to 54, it said. Oh, yeah, in total. total. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Um, But I don't understand. If they got to 54, then why did they stop? Because it now seems that only women only seem to play softball. They don't seem to get to play baseball. Yeah, well, we need to go and find this out. Yeah, it's an interesting point because I thought that's a really weird year to finish it. Well, maybe like if it survived all the way through, maybe the people weren't going to watch it anymore. I don't know. Who knows? Yeah, exactly. Or it could have been like a sponsorship thing. Yeah, I mean, it could have been just a legitimate business deal. But it seems a bit weird that you would keep it running. I know. And then not, and then it kind of fades away. Thing. And and you did say obviously about how it was popular from the start, but yeah, that would not have made good film. No, exactly. Oh, we it's always popular. Have... Great. Yeah. Hey. There, there would have been no challenge yeah. there. And yeah. every time a crowd cheers in a film, I want to cry. Why is that? Because I'm an attention seeker, be- I know. <laughs> <laughs> because you feel like the underdogs being. This is my theory. Yeah, yeah. You feel like the underdog is being supported. 
Yeah. And that makes yeah. you emotional. It does. When people rally behind somebody yeah, that yeah. needs it. I love that. Yeah. Yeah, I that, do love that. That's a little bit of you, that is. Yeah. This this film is not an underdog, though, Brian, because it um, made $132.4 million. Uh, and not bad, because it didn't cost $148 million to make. No, it cost $40 million. Okay, that's not bad. Uh-huh. Not a bad uh-huh. return. And do you remember telling me uh, last week that Goodfellas got put into the... Um, Yes. Red film National Film Registry. Correctly so. Don't you dare try and say the same thing about this film. I think you'll find this film was put there in 2012, so just saying. And when was this film made? 92. Okay, so it took this one 20 years to get there, my film 10. Twice as good. Fact. You don't have Boom. to be so competitive about everything. And anyway, come everything. on, why was this one put in? Because Madonna was in it. Same reason, culturally, aesthetically significant. No, no, not aesthetically. It was very shot for TV. It was shot for TV, this style. I'm just style. telling you why it got added, and it's culturally, no, aesthetically, also... You're trying, to, you're trying to compare it to what we deemed last week as a perfect film. No, I'm not trying to compare it to that. It's a you completely are. different film. Good. But it's enjoyable in its own right. No, it was enjoyable. The first part I, I struggled with a little bit, but then it was enjoyable. It the, was. First, the first part. The first part apparently seems to be about the first 50 minutes. 40 minutes. <gasps> I wouldn't be that unfair. Okay. You know, it was just this sort of montage where they were trying out. And what about the music? I, yeah, don't, yeah, no. Oh, no. At the end, it was all right because it was all the big swells. They know what they're doing in Hollywood. You know, as soon as it's emotional, get the strings out. Big swell. Hans Zimmer. Gone. I know. I saw that. But at the beginning, I thought you just borrowed it off Driving Miss Daisy or oh my God. Fried Green Tomatoes. Will or... you stop going on about Fried Green Tomatoes? Is that your yardstick for sort of... Twee melancholic yes. films. Yes, yes, it is. Yes, mm. yes, and I've still not been sent any green tomatoes, fried or otherwise, by any major grower. Well, I'm not surprised. Well, they should crack on if they want to be mentioned on the <laughs> podcast. So there. <laughs> um, no, I enjoyed it, Sinead. I enjoyed it. Well, I'm not entirely sure you did, but well, you've watched it. Good. So, so let's come on. Let's give it a score. Let's do. What we usually do, which is our VHS cassette. What's a cassette? Maybe a cassette. That's the one. VHS cassette tape score. Well, let's out of five. Let's begin with you then. How many uh, VHS cassettes are you going to give this? So, despite my protestations, that's right. This is not going to be high enough for me. So. Oh well, I know that. I know that because you seem to have got stuck between four and five for every film in the last six months. But I. I'm giving this film a good, solid three. You absolutely are bullshitting me. Why? You are not giving this film three. Yes, I am. Out of five, yes, it's getting three. 60%. That's a pass. That's a C in GCSE. It's fine. Wow. It's a solid enough film. It's not going to win any bloody awards, or unless it did, of course. I mean, I might be wrong. Wow. Come on, it was funny, it was okay, it was Sunday afternoon viewing. It's getting a big fat four from me. Four? Yeah. I told you you got stuck between four and five, didn't I? Four? Yes. Are you sure? Yes. You're certain? I'm giving it four on the basis that the emotional impact that I think it delivers, yes, it's a bit saccharine, yes, it's twee, yes, it's, you know, not exactly a true representation and it's not gritty no i didn't want it to be it, gritty. it doesn't need to be the the elements of female relationships solidarity and 
you're grinning at me that 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 just makes me <laughs> it's a four i'm giving it a four cool good i'm glad so <laughs> reasons to dump you i don't want to know i mean multiple i've got a feeling there could be a few so maybe we should put that on a separate podcast <laughs> no i will be fair to you okay and i'm gonna only have four I mean, that could easily be double, but I'll just stick with the four solid ones. Just the four solid. So. Number one. Two twee at the beginning. And the beginning to you is apparently the first 45 (laughs) minutes of the film. Okay. So that's the first one. Stand by it. Um, Apparently, you absolutely hated John Lovitz. He had no comic ability whatsoever yet you then told me I, two jokes that you no, liked no whoa yes. whoa i said didn't say i disliked me had no comic ability whatsoever i said i struggle with his acting and i said john lovitz discuss <laughs> yeah and you said he wasn't funny and then well, went not funny for most of it and then went on to give me two examples of gags you found funny he was on the screen for 35 fucking minutes so you don't even know your own mind um number three yep Kit winning at the end, you found <laughs> pathetic. And you found her pathetic. Yeah, no, she was just needy. Oh, I'm a victim, I'm a victim. She was going through an emotional time. Okay. And number four... Go on. You have to be so competitive with me, with anyone, okay. that I can't even give you the fact that this was added to the National Film Registry yeah, without a, you bringing up Goodfellas. and be on a wild card or something. <laughs> It was probably one of those ones people, you know, drew a lottery. Look, different films do different things for different people, right? Yes. They don't all have to be delivering the same. It's the joy of film. It's the joy that is you. The magic that is me. The gift that keeps on giving. I know. Well, thank you very much, Brian. <laughs> Did that hurt? It's, uh, <laughs> it's going to be a great evening, sitting in silence with you. Yeah, I'm looking forward to it. Or we could go watch A League of Their Own. Uh, series. Oh, I see what that's all James about. James Corden. I, was like, no, I don't even want to watch that. I told you he's not doing it anymore. It's rummish now. I thought he was coming back. No, nope, I don't believe so. Oh, okay. Just uh, James, I'll get you a dinger. <laughs> so we'll find out. Um, yes, thank you very much, Sinead. I did enjoy watching it, believe it or not. I know. Well, that... I don't believe it, oh, well, but okay. okay. Well, there you go. <laughs> I did. Um, and yeah, we. I look forward to next week. I look forward to another opportunity to bedazzle you with another 10 VHS tape film. Okay, well, we'll see what you bring to the table. Oh, it's going to be good. Mm, I might have calmed down by then, but I doubt it. Yeah. Um, maybe maybe I'll bring you a Madonna film. <laughs> yeah, right. What have we got left? Oh, Evita, maybe. Oh, yeah. Don't cry <laughs> for me, Milton Keynes. <laughs> Beautiful. Beautiful film. Okay, well, thank you. Go and enjoy the rest of your day. Thank you very much indeed. If you've enjoyed listening, then please do rate us wherever you're listening to your podcast. And you can follow us on Instagram at reasons underscore pod. You can also follow us on most major bus routes around London while we travel the sites and see what's out there.